All right, here we go. Okay, so uh, uh, if you will, uh, just look just a moment here in the book of Exodus here. Uh, it's called Exodus because they leave. And like I've already pointed out, they're gone by the 15th chapter. And uh, by the 15th chapter, they've gone through the water. They, it's about 3 million or 6 million people. Whoa, it's a lot of people. And can you imagine just one person without electronics trying to control this thing? It's it a total miracle. You know, that manna was already taking place. Uh, see, in chapter one here, just look at the headings. This is a list of the sons of Jacob who accompanied him to Egypt. At, that's the tail end of Genesis. They're all in, uh, oh, oh, they're all in Exodus. Remember, it's going to say here, the total number that went with him was 70. Joseph was already there. Well, then, okay, a population explosion uh, takes place. A new Pharaoh who does not like the Israelites, so he's having all the kids killed. You know, must have been a lot of people. So anyway, then you start seeing chapter 3. There's Moses, and it's the burning bush is going to take place. Moses is saying, I'm not going to go. They're not going to believe me. See that? Chapter 4, I mean, chapter 5. Oh, uh, you see Moses is already at Pharaoh's. You know the story. He was convinced and he went. All right. And then he's before Pharaoh. Pharaoh's like, forget it. And here's all the little things. Let my people go. Uh, the Lord says, he must be forced to let my people go, but he's not going to. And remember, the scripture tells us that God hardened his heart. Now, the book of Romans says that God told Pharaoh he was going to do that. And the reason was to show the world, not show the Israelites only, but the world, the whole world. That's right. This is so, this is like going to Genesis chapter one and me just pleading with everyone. I know we believe it. Pleading with everyone. Would you please throw away your evolution? It is a religion. There's no truth to that. There's no evidence to that. They just get on talk shows and TV shows and, and laugh and go, oh, you don't believe in evolution. There's no evidence. They have no evidence whatsoever. You've heard the term missing link. Yeah, they don't have the link. And it is true that some of these bones of men uh, and apes, because you know why it's true that they, that they have, uh, consi- there's parts of it, that's because they mix the ape bones in there to make it look, that's what, the, uh, you, know, it's, they, you can't find one. Besides that, the DNA doesn't, is just so much evidence. But it, when you come back to this, remember the, the, the mountain we saw is on fire and it scared everybody. God is, an, our God is an awesome God, okay? All right, so uh, in book of Romans, chapter one, two, and three, God just left, let them alone. If you want to believe that, believe that. But remember, one day, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess. Really? Yeah, really, you know? And some people wonder, well, where's Jesus? No, wait a minute. Jesus, if you, instead of trying to be, you know, why didn't Jesus hang around? Jesus told us why he wasn't going to be here. If I go not away, remember that? The comforter will not come. It's just like, I, of course, I've been mentioning Billy Graham, but Billy Graham's just one. The whole world has the capacity now because of the believer. Every believer has the capacity now to operate like Jesus Christ in the world, which is so fantastic. And you can't deny it. And it's not like, well, well, if I could just see Jesus, well, I see Phil. I see Jesus. And you tell them that Jesus said that he can't leave the Holy Spirit or he can't, unless he go away. And then, of course, he said, I will come again. So just to say Jesus is a dead uh, head of a religion whatever, well, then why did he say he's coming back, you know? Oh, good grief. He's coming back. All right, so back to this. So 
We see that Moses, the Lord's talking to him. He says, look, this guy, he's going he's gonna to refuse. Pharaoh's not going to let him go. He has to be forced to. So uh, here's all these plagues. Frogs was first. Remember that? Well, actually, the Nile turned to blood, you know. And then there's going to be a deadly plague, horses, cattle, donkeys. See that chapter 9? And then chapter 10. Look at this. I love this verse. Chapter 10, verse 1. Then the Lord said to Moses, go back again, make your demand on Pharaoh, for I've hardened him and his officials so that I can do more miracles. See that? I have hardened his heart. Why did he do that? Again, he's trying to tell the whole world. The whole world's going to be without excuse. Everybody's heard of pyramids, you know. It's hard to uproot this and say there was, well, there was never a Pharaoh. People were drunk at did this. Uh-uh. Look at this. So that I can do more miracles demonstrating my powers. What stories you can tell your children and grandchildren about the incredible things I'm doing to Egypt. Now, remember Moses' father-in-law, we have a, a verse here when uh, Moses' father-in-law joins up with him for a little while. And Moses, uh, I mean, Moses tells his father-in-law uh, about what happened. And he mentions that it was a miracle that God released you from slavery from the, he used the words, cruel Egyptians. Yeah. So, well, you could see, see in chapters 2 and 3, they were pretty cruel, throwing all the kids to the, to the Nile River, crocodiles and everything else, whatever. All right. So, uh, what stories you can tell. And I remember as a kid, just growing up, you know, you're just a kid having fun, 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 fun. And all of a sudden you start hearing this about Jesus from your parents or whatever, or even at the Bible Belt area where I grew up, doctor's office. And because of this, I went and bought my set. I got them off eBay. I got those, I think I had one around here. Those little kids' uh, Bible stories is colorful. At least you could look at that while you're waiting for, while you're hoping the nurse never comes in and says, Richard Adair, you know, because you're scared you're going to get a shot, you know, but whatever. It was in the dentist office, too. It was those Bible stories. And I remember looking at those things, and, and I would see what ha- I would see Pharaoh. Pharaoh always had this crazy-looking gold thing on his head, you know, and there would be pictures of Moses and the Red, uh, whatever, the Red Sea splitting. Man, it's amazing. All right. Notice he says, tell them what fools I made of the Egyptians. Well, we quit doing that because we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings today. No, we tell them. Well, go back and read that stuff. And remember, the cool thing about those plagues was it ain't ever going to happen to you. It did not happen to the children of Israel. Now, they were whining when Moses first told, Moses, first told Egypt, I mean, told Pharaoh that let my people go. Oh, Pharaoh got so mad. He said, make their work hard. That didn't last two days because all of a sudden the Nile turned into a natural disaster. It turned into blood. They didn't have to do their brick at that point. And guess what? The water over in the land of Goshen where the Israelites were, the slave camp, six million people, they had fresh water. (laughs) It was great. They also had no flies, no frogs, no plague, no hail. What else is on that thing? You know, uh, no darkness. Oh, my goodness. Amazing. All right. So let's keep going. So here they go. This is going to be by this point. Look at I'll send one more disaster. Look at this. And he'll let you go. In fact, he'll be so anxious to get rid of you that he'll practically throw you out of the country. That's the death angel, all the firstborn. Look at that. Look how obvious this is. Tell all the men and women of Israel to ask their Egyptian neighbors for gold and silver. At this point, they were gladly giving it to them. All right, so they got out. All right, here they go. Uh, From now on, this month will be the first and most important, except for when... To, uh, we'll see, we're 4,000 years from there. 2000, well, no, that's not true. Uh, we're about 3,000 years since then. But from here, it was about 900 years to Jesus. Uh, something like that. We'll just say 1,000. And then from Jesus, it's been 2,000. So it's been about 3,000 years. 
Look at this statement. From now on, this month will be the most important entire... Well, actually, it, it actually will because you already can go down to the store down here and what they got out, the Easter stuff. And if you go dig around and find out what the Easter... They'll try to avoid it. Some people say, no, the Easter is about a... It's a pagan... Uh, uh, uh. Root ground of that thing is the Passover. It's the Passover. Each family will get a lamb. Golly, we still got to do that. Yep, and they're still doing it. They may not be getting a lamb, but it's still the Passover. And matter of fact, we also know Jesus died during that time, which, ugh, remember, oh, John the Baptist called him and says, Behold the Lamb of God. All right, notice in the 13th chapter, the Lord's still talking. They ain't even left Jerusalem yet. This is still a conversation which would not have lasted forever if you just read it. It probably lasted 30 minutes maybe or less. And then he went and told, yeah, because it says, Then Moses said to the people, Okay, this day is the day to remember forever because the Lord just told him that. So this is chapter 13 of Exodus. Notice it says, Dedicate to me all the firstborn sons of Israel. Every firstborn male animal, they are mine. Boy, this was, and it was just a reminder. You know, it's like if you're raising, I'm familiar with a farm now, but if you're raising cattle or whatever stuff, if you had your, your heifer, your new mama cow just had a calf and it was a bull, then you had to haul that off to the preacher, you know. it belonged, And then if you, your family, you're raising a family, your firstborn son, you had to dedicate it to me, but you always bought him back. And he tells us in this story here, you bought him back for about 20 bucks. I think it is. Let's see if that story is right there. Uh, let's see. It didn't say it here. Oh, there, there it is. Yeah. Uh, uh, there it is. All firstborn sons and male animals, verse 12, belong to the Lord. You shall give them to him. A firstborn donkey shall be purchased back from the Lord in exchange for a lamb and goat. But if you decide not to trade it, the donkey shall be killed. However, you must, look at that. Yeah. You must buy back your firstborn sons. It was a reminder. Oh, here it is. And in the future, when your children ask, what, Daddy, what are you doing? What is all this about? You shall tell them. See, what would this do to you if you kept reminding? It's like what Laura was saying. She was talking about her deal about the dogs and stuff, but she would look back and think about where she was, and the trail of blessings is so great. And thank God in our, our hymnals, whatever church you go to, count your blessings. Name them one by one. Then you will be singing for what God is. Remember, the, you know the story. I learned that because I had to. My parents took me to church. I'd hear my dad singing that song. And then, of course, I started liking the song. Didn't realize what it meant till later, you know. I didn't even really know what a blessing was. I'm too busy playing with my Sears and Roebuck toys. I didn't know what a blessing was. You know. Didn't realize that was a blessing. In the future, when your children ask you, this is Exodus 13, 14. What's this all about? You'll tell them, with mighty miracles, Jehovah brought us out of Egypt from our slavery. Remember, just to give you a taste of stuff you've probably heard. Well, he didn't really split the sea. It was shallow water and they went across. Well, what about the frogs? Oh, come on. They're digging a hole. Shallow water. <sighs> Mercy. Anyway, Pharaoh wouldn't let us go. And so what happened? Uh, Jehovah killed the firstborn males. Oh, I can't believe it. Wait a minute. Who started this? Pharaoh started killing the males first. You know, you're not going to get away with that. So now this is why we give our firstborn males to the Lord, except guess what, my son? <laughs> I'm going to buy you back. Don't worry about it. Daddy's got you covered. And if daddy didn't have the money, this shows up in the book of uh, uh, Deuteronomy or somewhere else, you know, the priest would take care of that. They'd give you the money to pay. It's, you're not, you're not going to offer your son. Oh, no. A human sacrifice is not going to happen. All right, the 14th chapter. So uh, here they are. They're on their way out. They're already out at this point, and Pharaoh has decided to get mad again. He's going after them. They're not across the sea yet, and he says, The Israelites are trapped between the desert and the sea. 
But notice, once again, I'm going to harden his heart. Why? So that he could show his great power. To gain great honor and glory over Pharaoh, all his armies, and Egypt shall know, look at that, that I am the Lord. Gosh, it's so important to us not to get lulled to sleep and be thinking in our hearts that, I guess I wound up being a pretty good guy. I'm 62 years old, and I turned out pretty good. <laughs> well, I did, but it's Jesus. Well, I turned out pretty good, but it's because of I had real good parents. Well, I had real good parents, but it's the Lord. We've got to be thankful people. Boy, the quickest way to throw yourself down back into, you know, under the hands and the control of the devil is to not be thankful. At this point, the 15th chapter, the sea has crushed them. Let me back up just a little bit. Oh, the sea, the, uh, look at this. Then Jehovah saved, uh, oh, here, let's catch a little bit more of this. Look at verse 29. This is 14, 29. The people of Israel walked through on dry land. The waters had been walled up on either side. Well, man, like SeaWorld. Whoa, amazing. Can you imagine just a kid, a grandkid, listening to his grandpa say he saw it, but he's known his grandpa all his life. And he knows his friend's grandpa saying the same story. And he's going, plus, remember, God doesn't quit miracles. We have this mentality sometimes in the Bible Belt. He did them back then, but today, because, you know, and really secretly, there's so much unbelief in the church, it's incredible. God's not going to get you a dog, Laura. I've heard that. I'm going to forget. I was working at Sears and Roebuck. I was so excited about the things of the Lord because I've been doing it. I didn't start it the day before. This woman in appliances, I've told this story before, but this woman in appliances, she came over there, God will not help you with a washer and dryer. And walked off. Oh, and she's Miss Baptist, whatever. I thought, that's your problem. And the first thing, and it was just like, you know, you say the Holy Spirit or whatever, but I just knew myself. It was the Lord. And everything by prayer. I thought, well, that's your fault. I'm going everything by prayer. My chainsaw don't work. I mean, I may like feel just drop it out of the tree, but God's going to give me another one. You know, I mean, whatever. You know, I mean, praise God. I'm, I'm not quitting. Anyway, the people of Israel had walked through on dry land. The waters were walled up on either side. Thus, Jehovah saved Israel that day from the Egyptians. And this phrase right here goes all through the scriptures. All through the Psalms, you'll see that. And you'd say, well, it's a lie. It's a lie. No, that's the reason this is a history book. Such a history. The people of Israel, they saw the Egyptians dead and washed up on the seashore, all those chariots. When the people of Israel saw the mighty miracle, remember God said, I'm, he promised them, I'll keep doing this. The Lord had done for them against the Egyptians. They were afraid and revered the Lord and believed in him and his servant Moses. And I think that's part of what we're supposed to know. We're supposed to know, hey, the Lord, our God's an awesome God and he's on our side. All right, so here they go. So they got through. So they sang this song. Okay, great. We're keep going. They left there. They're on the way. See, it's history. They're on the way. It's only been two months. Okay. They finally get all the way to, there's uh, Jephro's, remember his son, uh, whatever, Moses' father-in-law. Okay. They finally get to the Sinai Peninsula uh, and they get to Sinai. Now remember, that's when Moses went up on the mountain. Okay. And he came back down about four or five times. Don't have any other gods before me. Now we covered all that. And we got all the way to, the Lord gave some instructions, didn't take forever. Oh, he goes down the mountain, and now he, here we pick up in 24. Now, it's only been two months since that water incident. Just two months. And they've left Egypt. They're being fed by manna. They got manna. They got quail. They got water. Now the Lord instructed Moses, chapter 24, come up here with Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu. That's his two sons. Okay. 
Oh, and 70 other elders of Israel. Look at 70. So now when you count them together, you got Moses plus 70 plus three. So you got 74 people. All of you except Moses are to worship at a distance. Moses alone shall come up near the Lord. Remember, none of the ordinary people are permitted to come up to the mountain at all. Okay. All right. So then Moses announced to all the people the laws and the regulations God had given them. And the people answered in unison, we will obey them all. That was chapters uh, 20, 21, 22, 23. If you get a slave, do this. If you, um, your goat goes and gores somebody and you didn't know it, then okay, it's all right. But if your goat was known to kill people, then you in trouble. All those kind of things. Moses wrote down the laws. And early the next morning, he built an altar at the foot of the mountain. Now, this is recorded in uh, the book of Hebrews there's going to be a lot of blood here. Okay, watch this. He built an altar at the foot of the mountain with the 12 pillars and the altar because they were the 12 tribes of Israel. You always hear that 12 this because there were 12 sons of Jacob, Joseph, Ephraim, Reuben, Naphtali, Gad, whatever they are. All right, and some of the young men, uh, and he sent some young men to sacrifice the burnt offerings and the peace offerings to the Lord. Moses took, look at this, half of the blood of these animals and drew it off in two basins or in buckets, okay. The other half he splashed against the altar. Remember, you took that blood when the tabernacle was built. You know, the blood had to be smeared. Some of his own errands when he was, uh, the ceremony ordained or whatever, he, he had to have his little ceremony. He put a little bit here on the left toe and all this kind of stuff. All right. So he splashed it against the altar. Then he read the book of the law he'd written, which was only chapters 21, 22, 23, 24, real short. Containing God's directions and laws. And the people said, man, we promise. And we do too. We always say that. But we, <laughs> we know we're going to goof up. But still, man, we promise. We promise. Then Moses threw the blood from the basins toward the people. Ooh, wow. This blood, look at this, confirms. Now remember, think with me because we already know. Oh, the blood of Jesus. They overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, you know. Jesus took the cup and says, this is cup is the blood of the new cup. Okay. This blood, remember Jesus said, unless you drink the blood of the Son of Man, you're not His. Ooh. And eat His flesh. Wow. This blood confirms and seals the covenant God has made with you and given you these laws. Now, part of that covenant was, I'm going to do miracles for you. You're going to send bees ahead of you and angels ahead of you. Anyway, then Moses and Aaron, Nadab, Abihu, and 70 other elders, they went up to the mountain. So Moses did this down in front of all the people, but now 70 of them went up. Now, look at this. And they saw the God of Israel under his feet. There seemed to be a pavement of brilliant sapphire stones as clear as the heavens. Just didn't happen. Oh, I believe it did. There's so much going on here, I can't keep track of all the lies. Well, it's not lies. That's the thing. Mercy. Even, yet even the elders, and I'll mention this. Uh, Moses, in just a second, in, in a few verses down here, God says for Moses to come on up. They, they already saw God. Moses goes on up. And this time when he comes back down, you know, uh, uh, no, no, no. He comes back down, the people are worshiping a cow. And then he goes back up to talk to God. And when he comes back down this time, he went up this mountain like seven, eight times. His face, Moses didn't know it. His face was glowing. I was watching the Chevy Chase movie the other day and they had to make it act like he got into some nuclear stuff. And so the movie made it look like he was green, you know. <laughs> and that's the first thing I thought of. Well, Moses didn't even know it. His face is glowing. And everybody was scared. 
And then Moses figured it out. Probably Joshua said, hey, look, boss, look in the mirror. Oh. <laughs> and he said, hey, come on, you ain't going to kill you. Come on up. So they all got up close, and Moses talked to him. And then after he talked to him, he put a veil over his face, whatever. All right. And the Lord said to Moses, come up to me in the mountain and remain, and I'll give you... Uh, oh, excuse me, let me finish up. Yet, the, yet even though the elders saw God, he didn't destroy them. Wow. And they had a meal together before the Lord. God don't eat. Uh, he ate with Abraham. Remember, he showed up at Abraham's house. Abraham told Sarah to, quick, fix that cow, whatever. All right, here we go. They had a meal together. Of course, nobody's stomach could stomach it because they were just under so much condemnation. In the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. Oh, my goodness. Then the Lord said to Moses, come up to me in the mountain and remain, and I will give you the laws and commandments I've written on the stones so that you can teach them to the people. So there was more laws. Well, we have them. We saw what was in 20, 21, 22, 23, and now he's going to go up there for a while. So Moses and Joshua, his assistant, yep, that's the same Joshua uh, that's going to go in the promised land. His assistant went up into the mountain. He told the elders, stay here and wait for us until we come back. If there's any problem while I'm gone, consult with Aaron and her. Well, there's going to be a problem because everybody's going to say, remember, it's 40 days. And they go, he's gone. Then Moses went up on the mountain, disappeared into the top. And the glory of the Lord rested on Mount Sinai and the cloud covered it for six days. And the seventh day, he called Moses from the cloud. Those at the bottom of the mountain saw the awesome sight. Wow. The glory of the Lord on the mountaintop looked like a raging fire. That's why we say, our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven and earth. And we talk about it. Oh, in the book of Hebrews, it said he's a, uh, oh, whatever. He's a raging fire. Then Moses disappeared into the cloud covered and was there 40 days, 40 nights. Now, I'm going to skip a little bit here. Because this part right here, God is telling them the details here of how to build this tabernacle structure so that he can go with them. So we're going to skip a little bit because we went into some of this. All this is really good information. It's about the table, the clothes that Aaron's going to make. Notice this. Build me a sacred uh, temple where I can live among them. Very important. This home of mine shall be a tent. Tells you how big. Here's the Ark of the Covenant. Overlay it with gold. So let's keep clicking. I want us to get all the way where we were talking about uh, a few minutes ago. Here's the special clothes for Aaron. Dedicate your sons. La da da da. Let's keep going. Make a small altar for the incense. Okay, the Lord said, I've appointed this guy to help. He's Notice this. I feel this guy, this guy's a crafter, whatever. If you're working with stuff and you, I am terrible with my hands, Richard. I can't do anything. Well, hang on a minute. Look at this. Chapter 31. The Lord said to Moses, see, I've appointed, I've appointed Bel, we'll call him Ben. Okay, this guy named Ben. He's Bazila, son of Ura, grandson of her tribe of Judah, whatever. We'll just say he's Billy Adair's son or whatever, okay? And I've filled him with the Spirit of God. wonder if we got access to that today. Oh, read your New Testament. Oh, yes, you do. Praise the Lord. You've got all of this. Giving him great wisdom and ability and skill in constructing. The, so this guy didn't, God pointed him and said, man, that guy's a smart guy. He was smart because the Lord gave it to him. Same thing with Solomon. He'll do the same thing for you. New Testament, uh says that Jesus Christ is made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, redemption. He is highly capable as an artistic designer, objects made of gold, silver, and bronze. He's skilled as a jeweler, carving wood. Okay, wow, such a guy there. So that's what we got. Okay, so this guy's going to uh, put together the beautiful parts of that uh, tabernacle. Here we go, verse 32. When Moses didn't, it only been 40 days now, when he didn't come down the mountain, 
the people went to Aaron. Remember, because he said, if you got a problem, go to Aaron. Look, make us a God to lead us. Oh, no. For this fellow Moses who brought us here from Egypt, he's disappeared. Something must have happened to him. Wow. You know, I can only think sometimes when, sometimes when I see nothing happen, just keep reminding yourself, only trust him. Only trust him. Notice what he says, give me your gold earrings. Remember, we already found out where they got those rings, uh, earrings. The Lord said, hey, ask the Egyptians to give them to you. So they did, men, women, boys, and girls. Wow, Aaron melted the gold. I like the way this is written. Then molded it and tooled it into the form of a calf. That's because the Egyptians worshipped moo-moos. Okay. The people exclaimed, look at this. Oh, Israel. Notice the people said this. This is the God that brought you out of Egypt. How could that be? It's just like if, you know, if, you're, if your background wasn't Jesus Christ, you know, and you have a tendency to go run back. When Aaron saw, look at this, Aaron. He saw how happy the people were about it. He built an altar before the calf. Now he's trying to be half Jesus, half this. Tomorrow there's going to be a feast to Jehovah. God. Now remember, God's God. He knows what's going on down there. He's fixing, to, he's fixing to tell Moses, better get down there. So they were up early the next morning, began uh, offering the burnt offerings, peace offerings to the calf idol. Afterward, they sat down to feast and drink at a wild party, followed by, oh my goodness, sexual immorality. In other words, everybody started dumping their clothes. Oh gosh. Then the Lord said to Moses, quick, go down for the people you brought from Egypt had defiled themselves. They have quickly abandoned all my laws. See, they knew not to do this. They've molded themselves a calf and worshiped it, sacrificed to it, and said, this is your God, <laughs> O Israel, that brought you out of Egypt. Then the Lord said, I, oh, this is where the Lord's like, I'm going to wipe them out. I've seen what a stubborn, rebellious lot these people are. Now let me alone in my anger. Now some people try to say Moses was a type of Jesus. That's, that, don't do that. The Lord handles himself. That's just a prayer from Moses. As a matter of fact, they switch places later when the sons of Korah are so mad at Moses. Moses is like, don't forgive them. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't a type and shadow of Jesus then. He was mad. Moses said, I didn't even take a donkey from these guys. Don't answer their prayers. <laughs> Moses, you'll see, has a reason here. That's a lot of times we do. We're a little bit, this would be kind of embarrassing. God, if you wiped everybody out but me, the Egyptians are going to, so that's what he's going to say. Then the Lord said, I've seen what a stubborn, rebellious lot these people are. So you could just take away from this mercy. Okay. Let me alone and, let, and my anger shall blaze out against them and destroy them all. And I'll make you, Moses, into a great nation. Just like he said to Abraham. We're just going to start over with you. But Moses, look at this. He begged God not to do it. Do you know you've got that power? Abraham prayed, you won't wipe out Sodom and Gomorrah if there's 50 righteous there. Remember that? 50, 40, 30, he bargained with him. He got down to 10 and thought that was enough, but God knew what he was after. It was Lot. And he, remember, he got Lot's kids, Lot and his family out. He said, don't do it, Lord. He pleaded, why is your anger so hot against your own people whom you brought from the land of Egypt with such great power and mighty miracles, which never happened? Yeah, it did too. Come on. Do you want the Egyptians to say God tricked them into coming to the mountains so that he could slay them, destroying them from the face of the, obviously, obviously the earth here. Let me scroll down some. Uh, he says, turn back your, uh, Moses says, turn back from your fierce wrath. Turn away from this terrible evil you're planning against your people. Remember? <laughs> 
It's in another book. How do we know a drunk guy didn't write that? No, it's all history, please. Remember your promise to your servants, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. That's Jacob. Remember, his name was changed to Israel. For you swore by your own self, I will multiply your posterity as the stars of heaven. These promises are ours too. And I will give them all this land I promised them to your descendants and they shall inherit it forever. So the Lord, wow, you can take this in prayer. Let's like I say, I always say drinking coffee and you had something on your heart and you're praying about it. And you go, Lord, you know, I don't think it's right that I don't have a new car. I really think you want me to have a new car. And if you don't, I want one. <laughs> He'll, it's not going to hurt. Look at God's car in Ezekiel. Whoa. And you can also see it, uh, where else was it? Those chariots. Uh, more be with us than be with them. Elisha, the second one. Whew. Chariots of fire. Mercy. They weren't all rusty looking. Besides, remember, we're going to a place that, well, it's, it's not just going. It's streets of gold. And God, we already saw, he wants that tabernacle covered with, this part right here was covered with gold. The candlestick holder, everything was covered with gold. Well, we can do without all that gold. Mm -mm. So the Lord changed his mind. Look at that. And spared them. Praise the Lord. Then Moses went down the mountain. Here's where he breaks them. The Ten Commandments on both sides of the stone tablets. You know, why do we have those details? Because this is not funny book land. It was. It was on both sides. God himself had written the commandments on the tablets. Remember his finger. When Joshua heard the noise below and the people shouting, he exclaimed to Moses, hey, it sounds like they're preparing for war. <laughs> Moses already knew. No, they're celebrating. Uh-oh, we're in trouble now. Moses replied, no, it's not a cry of victory or defeat, but singing. When they came near the camp, Moses saw the calf and the dancing. Remember, they're naked. Oh, my goodness. And in terrible anger, he threw the tablets to the ground, and they lay broken at the foot of the mountain. Boy, he took that calf. He melted it into fire, and when the metal cooled, he ground it into powder and spread it upon the water and made the people drink it. <laughs> Wash your mouth out with soap. Oh, gosh. Then he turned to Aaron. I like this verse. <laughs> Remember, Aaron's his older brother by about two years. What in the world did they do to the people? Or did the people do to you? He demanded to make you bring such a terrible sin upon them. Don't get so upset, Aaron replied. Notice what he's going to say. You know these people. What a wicked bunch they are. And they said, make us a God to lead us for something has happened uh, for something has happened to this fellow Moses who led us out of Egypt. Well, I told him, bring me your earrings. So they brought them to me and I threw them in the fire. <laughs> Look at this. And well, this calf came out. <laughs> in the preceding verses, he fashioned it. Anyway, can you believe that? He's going to be the high priest. That's because it's selection. And you need to think you were chosen by the Lord too. Yeah, we said yes, but you were chosen. So they brought them to me, and I threw it in the fire, and well, uh, this calf came out. When Moses saw that the people had been committing adultery at Aaron's encouragement, the high priest was out. He's certainly no Baptist. Mm -mm, buddy. Kick him out of there. Nope. It's not going to happen. And much to the amusement of their enemies, he stood at the camp entrance and shouted, All of you who are on the Lord's side, come over and here and join me. And all the Levites came, and a bunch of others too, because only 3,000 people are going to get killed here. And he told them, Jehovah, the God of Israel, says, get your swords and go back and forth from one end of the camp to the other and kill even your brothers. Now, it's not, well, I guess it's the ones who sinned. No, the high priest was heading it up. He came over with Moses and whatever. It was, it, remember, the, the, the ones that were coming, if you're on the Lord's side, 
It's not well if you've sinned. No. So anyway, so uh, kill your brothers, friends, and neighbors. So they did. About 3,000 men died that day. Remember, there's either 3 million or 6 million. All right. <clears throat> then Moses told the Levites today, you have ordained, ordained yourself for the service of the Lord. You have obeyed him, even though it meant killing your own sons and brothers, and now he'll give you a great blessing. Notice it was, you choose this day who you're going to serve. It's not, well, I'm guilty. I was running around naked too. That wasn't the problem. There's always forgiveness. Whoever's on the Lord's side, get over here. We add to this stuff. We think, well, golly, God just got all mad at them because they didn't have their pants on. No, they, didn't want, they wanted that calf. Anyway, the next day Moses said to the people, you have sinned a great sin, but I'll return to the Lord on the mountain. Perhaps I will be able to obtain his forgiveness for you. Remember, he already negotiated part of the deal. So Moses, well, here he goes, back up there. For the people have sinned a great sin, made themselves uh, gods, gods of gold. Now, if you'll only forgive their sin, and if not, look at this, then blot me out of the book you've written. That's a good bargaining point. Then the Lord replied to Moses, he's still hot here. Whoever sinned against me will be blotted out of my book. And now go and lead the people to the place I told you. I assure you, my angel will travel ahead of you. However, when I come to visit these people, I'm going to punish them. That's the reason God was saying I'm not going. I'm going to be, he's going to tell you here. I won't be too tempted to wipe them out. I'm going to punish them for their sins. And the Lord sent a great plague upon the people because they worshiped Aaron's calf. We don't read this 10 years from now. We've got to slow up right here and get ready to stop. Watch this. The Lord said to Moses, Lead these people you brought from Egypt to the land I promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. For I said, I'll give this land to your descendants. We're going to stop here, but this gets us right to where I wanted to tell you. Because Moses is saying, I'm not going unless you're going with me. I'll send an angel before you. Okay, I get that. I get that. And he's going to drive out those six nations, Canaanites, Amorites, Hittites, whatever. It is a land flowing with milk and honey, but I'll not travel among you, for you're stubborn. Guess what? He is too. And that's us. We've made such mistakes, but we're like, where's the Lord? Trust me, he's with you. He's with you. He's with you. All right. When the people heard these stern words, oh, they went into mourning and they stripped themselves of their jewelry and their ornaments. Now, we were talking earlier about some churches don't wear earrings and stuff like this. Some people jump in, and you're going to see it. There'll be a verse here. It says, from this point on, the, the, the Jews didn't wear any more jewelry. That's because of right then. It wasn't because of the rest. David, when he wiped out a certain king, I forgot who it was. The guy's crown was over like 70 pounds. David got that crown, and he wore it. He went, well, okay, I'm a, I'm a Jew. I can't wear gold. No, buddy. In all of Solomon's reign and stuff, all the women there had jewelry. It was wonderful. Nothing wrong with that. So just prepare yourself. Here we go. For the Lord had told Moses to tell them, you are unruly and stubborn people. If I were among you, even for a moment, I would exterminate you. <laughs> they, they knew it. The, remember the mountain been on fire. Remove your jewelry and your ornaments until I decide what to do with you. If your daddy ever tell you that, go to your room until I decide what to do. <laughs> oh, no. So after that, they wore no jewelry. Click. That's our verse. Women, take that jewelry off right there. Oh, baloney. Now watch this. Moses erected the sacred tent. Remember, he got the instructions. Look what it's called. The tent for meeting with God. Look at this. Far outside the camp. Look at this. And everyone who wanted to consult with Jehovah went out there. Praise God. If you're in trouble, get your coffee. Go out there and sit down and go have a talk with him. 
nothing he won't do for you. Mm. But he's mad as heck at those people who say, I don't want anything to do with you. Because there's no other God. Why would they do that? Everybody in here, our heart beats because of God. Our breath is because of God. Anyway, whenever Moses went into the tabernacle, all the people, when they saw it, they stood and would rise at their uh, tent doors. Yeah. As he entered the cloud, the pillar cloud would come up, come down and I mean, it was there all the time. But it came down and it's and and stand uh, and would come down and stand at the door while the Lord spoke to Moses. Then all the people worshipped from their tent doors, bowing low to the pillar cloud. Inside the tent, the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. Afterward, Moses would return to the camp, but the young man who assisted him, look at this, Joshua, he stayed behind the tabernacle. Of course, God wouldn't talk to him. <laughs> Yeah, he did too. You watch Joshua. He's the one that said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Anyway, Moses talked there with the Lord and said to him, you've been telling me, take these people to the promised land, but you haven't told me whom you're going to send with me. See, Moses is like, you're my friend. I want you to go. Yeah, matter of fact, there it is. You say you're my friend and I've found favor. Before. Boy, this is bring tears to your eyes. Please, if it's really so, guide me. In other words, he's not saying, oh, please, Lord, I'm praying. It, it's such a personal relationship. It says, you have got to go with me. We ought to treat the Lord this way too. Act like he's this close. If it's really so, guide me clearly along the way you want me to travel so that I will understand and walk acceptably before you. Uh, don't forget that this nation is your people. That's a good point. They weren't Moses. And the Lord replied, look at this. I will go with you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Isn't that something? Wow. Look at this. And that right there, praise God and give you success. For Moses had said, if you're not going with us, don't let us make another step. If you don't go with us, who will ever know that I and my people have found favor with you and that we are different from any other people on the face of the earth? Now, that is a very good prayer. And that's why you have such leverage when you talk to your friends. Because all you got to do is say, well... I was trying to get a, a, you know, chihuahua puppy, and this is what happened, you know. Uh, I was getting one before I left the driveway. I got two. <laughs> I mean, and it's the same thing with everything else. Uh, something I fixed the other day. Uh, oh, it was a part on the backhoe. I couldn't believe it. This guy came over. I said, well, the problem is the bucket won't go this way. And there was a leveling device thing right there. And this old-timer that was there, he'd already fixed some other stuff we needed done. And I was telling about this. And we were both looking at it. We took this pin out, and he says, it's just a self-leveling device. You don't even need it. Start it now. Start it, and guess what? The bucket. I was, man, I was so thankful. Praise God. Uh, notice this, because we are different from any other people on the face of this earth. We just have to watch it with this political correctness stuff. We are different. Anyway, and the Lord replied to Moses, yes, I'll do what you have asked. Woo, look at that. Same thing Jesus said. For you have certainly found favor with me, and you are my friend. We have scriptures like that in the New Testament. Abraham is the friend of God. We're the friend of God. And that's where Moses said, oh, I want to see your glory. He's just a kid here. He wasn't like, well, this is a re religious thing. No, he knew God glowed. He saw him a few days earlier. Oh, let's see, 40 days ago when he was, his feet looked like sapphires. The Lord said, I'll make my goodness pass before you and I'll announce to you the meaning of my name uh, and I'll show you mercy and kindness and I'll show mercy to anyone I want to, but you may not see the glory of my face for no man may see me and live. 
However, stand by here in the rock, and when my glory goes by, I'll put you in the cleft of the rock and cover my hand until I pass. That's because the intensity was going to be very bright. It was going to be too much. Then I'll remove my hand, and you'll see my back, but not my face. Now, you can't stop there, but that is a divider. And then the Lord says, prepare two more stones. And uh, anyway, and oh, he's going to write those commandments. And then from here on out, they're fixing to go... Uh, there, let's see if you go, it's 34, 35, he calls the meeting. They, oh, they built, they put, they constructed that ark. That should be the end of it right there, yeah. So they put together that ark. The very last thing, notice it says, oh, the crowd, the cloud, let's see. There it is. He erected the enclosure, the last couple of verses of this whole book. And he set up the tent door curtain at the entrance. So at last Moses finished the work. And then if you start the next chapter, now the Lord spoke to Moses from the tabernacle. All right, here we go. So we're going to stop there. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We know, Lord, it's historical. We know these things are true and so many things that we see about you that help us today. So, Lord, if we're not feeling good, you'll take care of that. Just like Aaron, excuse me, Moses' uh, hand turned leprous and he put it back in. It came back and it was healed. You're our healer. Oh, praise God. You take care of all our sicknesses and whatever. Same thing's true financially. Glory to God. You take care of us. Whatever our problems are, no matter what they are, you're such an awesome God. Fix any lack we have, whatever. And Lord, if it's some problem, great or small, whatever, just anything, Lord, we just trust you to get us out of all our problems. And Lord, that doesn't leave anything left but for us to remind ourselves about what great things you've done as we tell other people about Jesus. It makes us excited knowing that what you've done and what you're going to do. There's going to be great miracles in the future. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the, praise the Lord. Yeah, hallelujah.